Welcome to More Attention, Less Deficit, the free podcast version of the book, More Attention, Less Deficit, Success Strategies for Adults with ADHD, available at addwarehouse.com and pretty much everywhere else. But if you enter coupon code 19380, my zip code, at addwarehouse.com, you'll save 25%. So that's pretty cool. I'm psychologist Dr. R.A. Tuckman, author of More Attention, Less Deficit, and Integrative Treatment for Adult ADHD, a practical, easy-to-use guide for clinicians. For more information about either book, archives of this podcast, links to past presentations, handouts, and information about upcoming teleclasses and presentations, check out adultadhdbook.com. Welcome to the episode, Always Moving Forward. This is something a little different. This doesn't come from the book. It's just something I've had kicking around inside my head for a while. So busy lives give us a lot to react to, usually more than 24 hours worth too. Reacting is easy. The hard part is reminding ourselves to circle back around to do the things that aren't grabbing at our attention. For example, remembering that you never got a call back after leaving a message with someone and should therefore probably call again. For many people with ADHD, once the message is left, they don't tuck that little memory away in the back of their mind to remind them later to see if that callback ever came. Unfortunately, it's really pretty hard to notice the absence of something. By contrast, all the other demands pushing in on the person are pretty easy to notice, so that missing phone call really gets pushed out of their awareness. Another example would be pulling the ingredients out of the fridge to make a sandwich, then going straight into eating the sandwich without putting everything back in. You may tell yourself that you'll clean it all up after you eat, you know, which would be okay, until you jump into something else after eating, so you never circle back around to put everything away. Family members love this, especially when three cabinet doors and two drawers have been left open too. You know, that's just the cherry on top of it all. So what happens here? Why do people with ADHD seem to forget to circle back so often? I've been thinking about this question for a while. I mean, I noticed long ago that my clients with ADHD tend to describe these sort of situations. And of course, their family members make sure that I noticed. But, you know, that was the easy part. Uh, But it took me a while to figure out why. You know, why do they do this? And this, of course, is the million dollar question. And I think what it comes down to is working memory and perspective memory. Now, I talked about these two executive functions in my first batch of podcasts, so you can go into the archives at adultadhdbook.com if you missed those. Uh, you may also want to check out while you're there the podcast I did on something called response inhibition. But let's, term, let's define some terms here real fast. So working memory is what we use to hold and process information in the moment. So for example, as you're pulling your sandwich ingredients out of the fridge, it's your working memory that holds the mental list of what you're looking for and checks off the ingredients that you've already pulled out. This works great unless you get distracted by another thought or someone interrupts you, which may cause you to forget to pull out the mustard because it fell off of your mental checklist. Or maybe instead you forget that you actually already pulled out the mustard and you can't find it in the fridge because it's now sitting on the counter. So that's working memory. That's what working memory does. 
So perspective memory comes out of working memory. And this is the ability to remember to remember. So that is to carry a thought from one moment in time forward to a future moment. For example, remembering that after you eat lunch, you need to call someone. It's our perspective memories that hold that thought and set off the reminder alarm at the right moment. Of course, this all comes down to timing. So remembering before lunch doesn't really help much, and remembering after dinner is probably too late. So it's finding that specific window of time. Now, as you can see, both of these abilities are pretty important when it comes to managing a complex life. Research has found that people with ADHD tend to be weak in both of these areas, which tends to spill into lots of different problems. Of course, anyone who is stressed out, sleep-deprived, anxious, depressed, etc., will also find that their working memory and perspective memory don't function as well. So folks with ADHD aren't the only ones to struggle with this. But what this also means is that the more overwhelmed you feel, the worse you will do, which makes it sort of a double whammy. But let's get back to one of the examples that we started with, which was putting away the lunch ingredients. Some people will put things away as they go or will put things, put everything away before they start to eat, which, you know, not a bad idea if you can do it. But if you choose to eat first, which is also a fine choice, you need to be able to hold in mind the idea that you need to put everything away afterwards. This means keeping that idea in mind even in the face of new distractions, like ringing phones or screaming kids. These new distractions will pull pretty hard on your attention and make it more likely that the idea of putting everything away will get bumped out the back of your working memory as you focus on this new thing. So it isn't that the person with ADHD is being irresponsible here or even selfish. They're just putting too much confidence in their perspective memories and underestimating how strong the pull is from the new stimuli that will be pulling at their attention. It's an unfair fight, and the memory to put away the food will too often lose. So what's the solution? How do you reduce the frequency of these sort of situations? Well, one option is to set external alarms to remind you of certain things, like making that phone call after lunch, rather than relying on your own internal perspective memory. Let the alarm do the remembering for you, but, of course, that still requires you to bite the bullet and actually set the alarm rather than talk yourself into believing that you can remember it on your own. It also then requires, once the alarm goes off, biting the bullet and actually picking up the phone rather than telling yourself, oh, I'll do that in a minute, because you may not. Now, you probably don't want to set an alarm to remind you to put all the stuff back into the fridge. So... In this case, it may be best to just put it away as you go or to put it all away before you eat. It may not be guaranteed, but you're probably pretty likely to remember to eat if you have a sandwich sitting on the counter. So you don't need to work as hard to remember that. Or at least you don't have to work as hard to remember that as you would to remember to circle back and put it all away after eating. So bite that bullet and push yourself to put it away first, even if the sandwich is really calling your name. It's a lot easier to remember to circle back if you haven't gone that far from the thing to circle back on. So in other words, it's easier to remember to eat your sandwich during the two minutes it takes to put everything away than it is to remember to put everything, 
put everything away during the 10 minutes it takes to eat your sandwich. So the less time something needs to be held in prospective memory, the more likely it is to be there when you need it. In other words, don't rely on your prospective memory to do more than it reliably can. Now, you won't be perfect at this, but if you can try to push yourself to do it at least sometimes, it may improve your batting average enough to save you some good headaches. Now remember, persistence, not perfection. Our next episode will be, is ADHD a gift? Now, some people with ADHD claim that you know, ADHD also brings positive qualities. So I don't doubt that people with ADHD have all sorts of positive qualities, absolutely. But I wouldn't say that those strengths come specifically from their ADHD. So fortunately, you don't have to attribute those positive qualities to your ADHD in order to feel good about yourself. Now, this is going to be an interesting podcast. I think that if any of them are going to be controversial, this, this might be the one. So um, you don't want to miss it. But my sense of it is, is that by the time you hear what I have to say, that there's really not going to be a whole lot of disagreement about things. So a couple final announcements here. Um, as I did last week, I'm happy to announce that the Attention Deficit Disorder Association's new season of weekly podcasts or weekly teleclasses has begun. Um, great lineup of speakers covering all sorts of stuff related to ADHD. You can find a list at www.adda.webex.com. So that's uh, www.adda.webex.com. Now, you do need to be a member to listen into most of the teleclasses, but definitely worth the relatively small investment to become a member. However, I'm going to be doing free question and answer sessions that's open to everyone. And that's going to be every first Wednesday of the month, uh, our next one being September 2nd. So hopefully you can tune in for that. I think it'll be fun. So um, in addition, also registration has started for the virtual ADHD conference, which will be October 5th to 7th this year. Um, I'll be presenting a bunch of other great presenters, kind of all the top folks in ADHD. So definitely want to check it out. And you can get more information under cool events at adultadhdbook.com. So until next time, thanks for lending me your attention.